Welcome back to episode eight. Eight. Of the Three Hot D's podcast, the House of the Dragon podcast, the Game of Thrones prequel podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Robbie. Alongside House Jean-Paul of Montreal, <laughs> our good friend, our good buddy, Cousin Benny. And alongside him, a very special guest, Queen of House Dick to the Knee, <laughs> the First Lady of Reservations, <laughs> ILS Name Redacted, and our fantastic host. Again, once again, three weeks in a row, the best looking man in the Seven Kingdoms, our good buddy, Ryan. Bonjour. I feel, I feel like I look blotchy in this light, but yeah, whatever. Katie's going to say something probably. It's that hotel lighting. It's never flattering. <laughs> That's right. Um, so yeah, this is uh, episode eight of the Three Hot Knees podcast featuring Queen Bad B, I guess we'll say. <laughs> um, and this episode is titled The Lord of the Tides. Um, and it was awesome. Um, let's, why don't we do, let's do first reactions first and then we'll get to our content. So Robbie, what did you think about this episode i thought it was a good episode um i guess hearing benny say you know that he heard it was going to be a great episode i thought you know you get those expectations that's going to be like this amazing episode that we're going to get like maybe a battle here or there but um no i thought it was great especially at the end it got um extremely extremely emotional i'm probably talk about that uh later on in the show but i uh I was happy by this episode. I thought it was uh, another solid episode, like four weeks running of great episodes. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Great. Uh, Aya, what did you think? I liked it. I I thought it was um, a tall task to follow the episode before that, especially with that whole confrontation scene, and which I feel is one of the best parts that we've had so far. But this particular episode had so many pockets of beautiful like moments cinematography wise story wise everything that it really delivered i think uh i i was i'm like robbie where once i saw i was getting like praised i was a little bit nervous going into it but crushed it i like i loved it way more than than i thought i expected to because the same thing robbie say was saying i thought there could be like some crazy battle or fight or anything like that but um it was pretty much all dialogue and it, and it still knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Agree. Um, great episode. Um, I think, um, yeah, Robbie hit the nail on the head. It's been yeah four, three or four, like really good episodes. It's hard to like, I'd say pick which one is like my favorite. I mean, every week I'm like, that was fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, um, I think, Overall, I think actually, if we look at the ratings, this one's the rated the highest of all the episodes. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Ratings are kind of whatever. You're saying but, like IMDb rating? Yeah, that's usually what I go by. You got, I know you like uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but I usually go IMDb. And uh, yeah, this is like 9 point. Last I looked at it, it was like 9.4, 9.5, something like that. Wow. Yeah, 9.5, and the second highest would be the episode previous, 9.3. Wow. Wild. Um, But yeah, great episode. Uh, Before we get into that episode, 
we have a special segment. Um, and the reason why the queen is on, um, Aya, would you like to discuss what, um, what you wrote about, uh, you know, about Allison and all that stuff is a, um, a lot of good points you made. So feel free to take it away. Yeah. So first off, thanks for having me. Uh, big fan of the show, big fan of the pod, big fan of all three pods. Is um, that required yeah. because you married <laughs> somebody? A little bit, yeah, because I, I I really don't listen to podcasts except the, the these three. But um, so yeah, I tried to cobble together an email uh, uh, after Benny mentioned my feelings about Allison, and I just wanted to like show just like it's not a blind hatred. Maybe it's a little bit justified, and also like maybe try to persuade Robbie to park his pickle elsewhere. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like. But but it was to say though, Olivia Cook is amazing in in I mean every one of them is amazing. The performances are insane, but I feel like it, Olivia Cook's performance in particular really drives the point as to why I he, she elicits strong feelings for from me whenever I see Alicent. Um so like basically on the email I just wrote it's more of I it has to be said that Allison is a victim off the bat. She's off the bat. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, she's pretty much a victim. Um, but just because she's a victim doesn't necessarily mean that she, it excuses her from her behavior and excuses her from eventually becoming a tool of the same system that victimized her. And I think what bothers me the most with Allison well, first off, she's after my girl, you know, like I've, I've drank the, I've fully drank the Rainier Kool-Aid, but that's a whole other discussion. But it's the, it's, I think the words that I used was um, misguided righteousness and misplaced rage. Because yeah. I feel if you compare her and a lot of people compare her to Cersei. And I feel like the biggest problem that I have with Allison compared to Cersei is that at least Cersei's like upfront about it. But Allison is moving about wherein like, no, every action and everything that I'm doing is because it's the right thing to do when it's not. But she looks at Rhaenyra and she has all these resentment, harboring resentment on Rhaenyra because she feels that um, she's playing the rules and following the rules and that she's unhappy. And then Rhaenyra is out here flouting all these rules and getting away with it. But she's forgetting that she can't compare herself to Rhaenyra because, I mean, as sucky as it is and as, 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 I mean, I don't know what the word is, um, uncouth to say, they're not in the same station. They're not in the same standing. Rhaenyra is a royal. She's highborn, yes, but like there's a certain sense of privilege that comes with being a royal. So she can't compare herself to Rhaenyra. So she's here, she's out here angry because Rhaenyra is defying the very thing that broke her. But she's angry. But is she angry at Rhaenyra? Because like technically Rhaenyra didn't do anything to her. So really she's angry at number one, this like fucked up system. Right. And number we can curse in this show, right? Mm -hmm. And number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, really, she's angry at her father because her father really put her in the place that she is, in a very, very precarious place. So now she's doing all these fucked up things like and I feel like a lot not everyone's discussing it as much I feel the the, the milk scene that was a very intentional embarrassment of Rainier she didn't have to do that and that was very 
the behavior of her. Um, <laughs> the everyone's talking about how oh the confrontation scene. It's because like she it was mother's rage. It wasn't mother's rage. If you really pay attention to the show and watch it, they made a point to show that Rainier is very distant. Uh, um, Allison's very distant to her kids. She couldn't. She didn't know how to hold a baby. And every time she held a baby, she would pass it along to the handmaid. And they made it show they showed every other mother in the show very loving with their kids hugging very close Rainier in particular holding the kids always tight to her and Allison never had that moment with her children if anything it's very either awkward or very violent against the kids so it was a thing against Rainier it wasn't a thing to protect her kids so right do you think that now this would be a debate for a different podcast but Mm -hmm. nature versus nurture all three of Allison's kids that we've seen are either uh, a rapist, a weirdo, Mm -hmm. or a psychopath. And it's, I mean, Rainier's kids aren't perfect, I wouldn't say, but like, there's a definitely difference. I know Targaryen, you could just be crazy because you're fucking inbred or whatever, but I don't know. It could have something to do with that. I mean, I think I think it's a great point of like her of Allison not being very lovey dovey with the kids. And that could definitely, you know, if you don't have your mother's love, like what does that do to you? And does that make you kind of distant and cruel? Um, like we're seeing from Eamon for sure. And Aegon is just like a womanizer already at 13, 14 years old. So does that play into it a little bit? Yeah, agree. I, did you think, I'm sorry, were you done with some of your points? I think. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Do you think, so two things. One, do you think that the, the fact that she, and it's not like she comes from some like trash bag family. She's like yeah. a, you She's know, high-born. the high towers are yeah. lords of yeah. old town. But um, do you think that there's jealousy there that like she isn't a Targaryen and she like maybe desperately wants to be, or do you think it's, not necessarily specifically jealousy that way, but she just wants to, I don't know, fit in with the, with the crowd. I, I don't know. I think it's jealousy, but not necessarily jealousy as a, as I want to be a Targaryen. It's jealousy that, um, sh- again, she forgets because she and Rainier are very close and very good friends. So it's easy to compare yourself to that person that you are assuming is your peer. And then why am I not achieving or, and why am I not in the same life trajectory as my peer but she's mm-hmm. not that's what she that's what she's forgetting and i think yes there's de- definitely jealousy that harbors in it but it's more jealousy that why is, why are things working out for her and why are things not working out for me why am i unhappy you know i think part of that though is like she's pissed off that she had a bang viserys and yeah. have all these kids yep. and like she doesn't even get you know she had she finally had what, what was supposed to be the heirs like male uh, sons and she doesn't even get that so she feel like probably feels like all she put in all this work mm-hmm. for nothing yeah come back and sec- my second point was or question actually was do you think or did you notice any differences of Allison in this episode so six years later versus previous uh, I mean this could be for anybody I thought it was um interesting that the first scene they showed her she had her hair up and was very 
compared to like the previous episodes wherein she looked like a queen and like was her hair was down. It was more about her, like her being beautiful. And here she has her hair up. She's very stern. She's very cold. And she looks like, you know, I'm more of a politician now. Yeah, business. Just being a queen. Yeah. All about business. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie, did you like her hair up or down? (laughs) (laughs) First off, my pickle is always going to, always going to stand back and stand by for anything. Uh, I love the hair up. I love the hair down. I love her all around. That doesn't really matter to me. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I agree with Aya. She was, um, I feel like this episode, all these years later, she's more cold and distant. Especially that scene with the uh, with the young girl who was, you know, basically raped by her son. Um, she tried to come off comforting, but you know, in the end, she was more like Cersei, where she was like, "Okay, I, uh, you know, I, I, I care for you, but you know, let's drink this uh, this little Plan B yeah. pill here, so we, we yeah, don't have okay. any, uh, yeah, so we don't have any uh, any <laughs> issues." That we're not, yeah. So uh, yeah, I. I Definitely see her being more politician-like and more cold and distant than she was six years ago. And I'm sure that that's the years, as the years go by, it just turned her into, you know, you know, who she is now. Somebody that's in it for the power and, and, and the scheming and the plotting. But she's also like getting experience, like actual experience now doing that because we've, you know, we see right off the bat that, you know, Viserys is not in a good spot. So her and her father have actually been, ruling for him so a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that she actually you know is a politician now very true i'm sure we'll talk more about her coming up anything else uh anyone wants to add about queen (laughs) seaward i don't mean cersei Um, all right so let's talk about the episode so it opens up um in driftmark and we find out that six years have passed since the last episode, so another fairly large time jump. And uh, Lord Corliss was fighting in the step zones and was slashed right in the neck. And he probably is not going to make it. Now, they never actually say if he dies, so knowing this show, we'll see. Um, but his brother, Vaemon, basically pounces on this and is starting all types of trouble. Um, what do you think about this this opening scene, uh, Robbie? What did you think about it? I thought it was a good opening scene. Obviously, again, the stuff I love about the show are the, the power plays going on. And Vaemon, right? Did I get that right? Yes, Vaemon. is trying to assert himself and get... And obviously, if there's something wrong with... Uh, Corliss and if Corliss is going to die, then he's trying to assert himself in there and become and get one of either him or one of his heirs to be uh, Lord of Driftmark. So I, uh, again, I thought it was a good, a good scene to show, you know, him trying to maneuver his way into, uh, into a larger role. Yeah. Benny, Aya. Yeah. I think that, great way to start as they always do. They find a way to kind of not, I mean, not necessarily subtly, but, but let you know how much time has passed, what's been going on. Um, and then they just move into the, to the meat and potatoes. And I think you see at this point, like it's a secret, but it's not a secret that these kids are bastards. And, you know, I, I in a way I see what Vaymond is saying. It's like, 
you're basically snuffing out the whole family at this point. If, if this kid is going to take over, over uh drift Mark. So I understand his, you know, his concern and his, his, his move that he wants to do. Um, but I, I think we all know that he's barking up the wrong tree. Um, yeah. I mean, he's so, right. He's he, right. He is right. And, he is and right. I think most people are just like, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I think, you know, he said, um, what maybe Rainier is thinking is, uh, excuse me, what Rainis is thinking is like the only thing this guy cares about is pages in a history book, not like his actual family. Yeah. Um, but I think also that scene kind of speaks to the situation where our kind of, uh, it kind of like emphasizes the situation where, hey, even though Rainier's heir, it's still a precarious situation because she's female. Because the whole, um, this brother disregarding the two kids of Lena as heirs means that, like, yeah, females ascending to the throne isn't really a thing in this world yet. Like, even though we have Rainier up next, it like we don't even think about that because technically if that's your concern if you're concerned about like keeping a bloodline you could put one of the daughters in as what rain is really wanted to begin with you know but like no she he he completely disregarded the two, the two daughters who were just like right there yep you're right um the next scene after this is damon hunting for a dragon eggs so he's on an easter egg hunt Got his hoodie. Um, oh, got his. <laughs> I have an. I have before we continue. Yeah. I have an. I have an ad read. That, what? Whoa. Yeah, that relates to this. Stepping on what the? All right. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the Three Hotties podcast is brought to you by Damon's Bad Boy Cloak. <laughs> Are you a rogue prince? Question mark. Do you find yourself needing to engage in illicit behavior unbefitting your station, say, killing your wife or attempting to deflower your niece or maybe arranging a fake assassination of your closet of her closeted husband? Then use promo code Darth Damon to get 10 percent off on your very own up to no good hood and get ready to slash and dash your way to the Iron Throne. Because if you don't have a specific hoodie for committing crimes, do you even deserve your brother daughter your brother's daughter's targussy? <laughs> Amazing. I love it. I'm retiring. Stacy yeah. Stacy's out of business. Stacy's getting fired. Out of business. So I feel like so I is like number one skill is reservations, number two is adding. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. I love it. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank that was very good. Yes. Thank you. And very funny. Um, so Damon is wearing his no good hood and he is <laughs> hunting for uh, Easter eggs or dragon eggs, either one. Um, and one thing I wanted to point out before we talk about, you know, the note and everything was it looked like the eggs were in like, like a amniotic sack or something or something like to keep them warm, I guess which was, that was like a cool little detail. Um, and then he gets a, gets a note from his daughter and uh, all right, time to go break the news to uh, Rhaenyra. Um, anything you guys want to say about this, uh, this little scene? 
just quickly, anytime I hear that there's three eggs, I'm like, are those Daenerys's eggs? <laughs> every time there's three of them, when you like, it's not definitely not, but you're just like, every time I'm like, they're, they're going to drop it here. This is where it is. <laughs> Probably. I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna. Yeah. At some point for to. sure. Cause they love making it. They show that they probably showed that dagger like fucking 12 times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more and more every episode. Yeah. Um, so he heads back to Dragonstone and uh, Jaceris or Jace is learning High Valyrian. Uh, Damon then comes in and tells Rhaenyra about the note and time to go to King's Landing. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we need to say much on that. It's basically, you know, uh, go ahead, Robbie. Oh, sorry. I just wanted, oh. as the chief cinematographer of this yeah, podcast, I just wanted to, um, I have it up right now. Um, this, the shot of the, kind of crack the slit in the mountain with the sun glaring as Damon's scaling down. Mm, fantastic. Beautiful. Fantastic. Fantastically shot. That was nice. You're right. They, they do one thing they do. I mean, obviously set pieces within, within castles and stuff like that is good. They do like landscape shots really well. Yeah. Always. Uh, good point. Um, so they decide to go to King's Landing uh, based on the fact that basically, and we kind of like, alluded to it before if Vaymond is uh contesting the legitimacy of luke to be the heir of driftmark then that opens up a can of worms to say you know nobody is the heir basically yeah. um so we got to go to king's landing to fight this and uh <laughs> ultimate power move apparently in game of thrones the real way to say fuck you is to not greet them properly because <laughs> yeah. they send out Lord Caswell um, and it's an obvious insult and they start, you know, walking in and the red keep is completely redecorated with stuff of the seven. Uh, what do you guys want to say about this, about this scene, the intro, you know, them not getting greeted or, or the red keep or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I kind of figured that that's what was going to happen. Um, but also, like you said, the the whole thing being redecorated and also it's like dead. Like there's nobody around. It seems like nobody, you know, it's very quiet and somber. And, you know, it, it was just very like eerie. You kind of felt like something was was coming. Yeah. Sure. yeah they pull, no, he just they just pulled basically Donald Trump at the uh, inauguration day and did, when JB, Joe Biden showed up at the White House and he wasn't there. He's like, all right, <laughs> take a hike. <laughs> yeah. But what is so you're saying that like uh, the Targaryens took a bunch of secret documents out of the keep <laughs> and brought it to Dragonstone? They took, yeah, they took documents and a 24 pack of Diet Cokes to uh, Dragonstone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's I'm thinking to your point that it's like somber and whatever. Like think about so it's like the two regimes. So it's like King Viserys and uh, even before him King Jaharis like where it's, you know, peaceful, people are prosperous, everyone's having a good time and like there's life and there's movement and blah blah blah. Now it's like super religious. Probably no one wants to like, you know, be the one making noise and having fun. That's just my guess. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. And it feels like you know, Allison. I'm kind of threw herself into the religion to kind of like, you know, she she fucked up with Rhaenyra, and she like let everybody see kind of how crazy she was, 
And so she kind of went the other way with it and just threw herself into like being a like a pious person. And doesn't yeah, that be. also doesn't that also like really for her draw the line in the sand as to where she is? Because aren't don't Targaryens not follow the religion of the seven? Right. Like that's a very particular thing about their house that they're not part of that religion. So she's very she's clearly identifying herself as not Targaryen. Right. I'd love to see like after their after her reign or their reign. I want to know. Yeah, I wonder if that tradition continues or what happens with that. With you know, does the seven go away for a little while, come back, whatever? I mean, we know in Game of Thrones that the seven is clearly the dominant religion, but I don't know. And that that weirwood tree gets cut down. That's yep. in that's in the yeah. Godswood there. Yeah. yeah, and I I still haven't really found out. Like I think allegedly it's not technically a weirwood tree according to somebody the showrunner or something but it's got a face on it so i don't know yeah. what the hell they're talking about anyway so they go into the small council and allison is presiding she is you know at the head seat and otto so her we mentioned it kind of quickly already but her and otto are ruling the roost and it's kind of clear that like um everyone is on their side except Old Lord Beesberry, you know, <laughs> breaking balls. This guy's always breaking balls. balls. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and then, you know, they're talking about whatever they're talking about. This uh, talking about stepstones, and they're like, "All right, we got to go meet these fucking people." Any thoughts on the on the small council scene before Allison goes and greets them? No, I think it was just, you know, kind of there to establish what's yeah, been going, what's going on, on these last two couple of years. Allison very comfortable playing with her ball. Uh, which is, you know, I wish I had one. They should make, know, we should, we should get one for season two. We should. <laughs> Before you guys start an episode, you put the ball down. Yeah. <laughs> no way here. I love it. Um, so then she, uh, I thought it was funny though. Allison's like, I got to go greet these people. She gets up and starts walking away and they're like, do you think we should tax wool? <laughs> 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 What a weird thing. Really getting into the minutia. Yeah, right? Um, so she goes in and uh, goes to meet uh, Rhaenyra, but before she does that, um, she is alerted that her stupid son, Aegon, has done something. Um, when this first happened, what did you guys think was the issue? Because they, they didn't say it at first. Robbie, did you have any, like, Initial thoughts when she, when uh, the knight said that Eric or Eric, they're actually brothers. I forget which one though. I I didn't really know what was going on or why she was basically just bawling on the floor. I I, I yeah I, I didn't I didn't know and I, I didn't have any inkling that that was going to happen. So it was kind of it, it was took me by surprise because I kind of forgot as well. Like they're kind of grown up boys now, and yeah. I kind of forgot they just jumped like six six years in that kind of, in that moment, in that scene. So it took me by surprise. I thought that she was going to, honestly, I really thought that she was going to uh, have her either thrown in jail or killed. Me too. I, yeah, I, I, thought, that too. I thought she was going to like, this was going to be a turning point for her where she was just going to go full Cersei, like full evil and have this, this girl, uh, this girl murdered or put in jail. Right. Right. Uh, but before, so before, so that scene with the girl, um, they go to visit the king. So Rhaenyra and um, Damon go to visit Viserys and they're like, oh, hey, look, we have like fucking five million new children. 
Um, <laughs> and one of them, you know, so Aegon, the younger, I think they call him. Um, and then Viserys, a name fit for a king. Um, and he just, I mean, every time, every episode, the past couple episodes, I'm like, man, he looks like shit. And then they're like, yeah, look at him now. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Supplies. He looks like shit. <laughs> it's crazy how like gaunt they made him look. It's pretty friggin' wild. Like how, how the special effects look that good. Cause the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, did he lose weight? Like, like, did he actually lose weight or like, is this all CGI or body double or what the hell? Yeah. I but, thought it was CGI because I felt like even like if you could see like his neck, it looked yeah. like CGI effect. So I was like, there's no, that's what I thought. I was like, they definitely CGI this guy's face. And even, I mean, later in the episode too, and he's got no eye and shit. Yeah. Like, definitely did some, I'm sure they didn't melon balls. eye out. you sure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, that's like some. Did you watch the? Did you watch the after the episode? He had no eye. Yeah, they oh, took it out. Right. You're right. <laughs> you really his right get she- into the part. Yeah, his right cheek <laughs> was exposed to. Yeah, this hotel chair stinks. I'm just like moving around nonstop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so when they go and visit him, they're like, "Oh, here's our kids," and then Damon right to the point, "Hey, <laughs> you got to speak up for us." Um, and they find out that he. And, and initially, the, I did think it was milk of the poppy, but they don't really say right away. But, you know, he drinks his, his tea. His well, I need my juice and uh, <laughs> drinks that. And so they're clearly keeping him like all drugged up. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, Damon notices that he smells it. He kind of is like, oh, check it out. Um, so, you know, this was the first time that they try to say something. Uh, you know, it takes another time for him to actually do anything. Um Two things I just want to make a point out. Yeah, go ahead. While I'm is, on my notes, um, I was definitely definitely got a little emotional when his Legos had cobwebs on it because he. Yeah. yeah. That was a uh, that was emotional because he probably it was probably I don't even know how long it was probably since the last time we went there and and chiseled chiseled out some sand into those uh into those sculptures and then the second thing is nobody wants to brush that guy's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy doped up. Yeah, exactly. They can't brush his teeth for the guy. I don't think they had like water picks and shit back then. <laughs> they could, like they couldn't pull up any and brush his teeth in the shower or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like a tree branch, anything, yeah, something. anything. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, you're right. Um, so then we get to so after they you know talk to the stars, then we get to Allison um, with the serving girl, um, and did you guys so. So, well, before I get to that, so clearly you find out that Aegon raped her and um, Allison is, you know, basically like, all right, we said it already before, but here, have some moon tea and here, have some gold and uh, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Did you get the impression? I'll start with uh, Robbie. Robbie, did you get the impression that like, this isn't the first time that this has happened. Like she's pr- been practicing this or, or what did you think? Uh, practicing what? I'm sorry. Like just this whole situation where she's, it's almost like she had it already. She was just like, here's your gold. Here's your moon tea. Get the fuck out. Yeah. I, no, I definitely think cause I guess Agan's w- wife or whoever that was in, in the later scene. His kinda, sister. Oh yeah, I like alluded wife. to him. Sister yeah, wife. yeah, Sister him. Wife. Like he, 
she alluded to him like just being like, I guess, quote unquote, a womanizer. So I like I I kind of agree with you. I don't think this was the first time. I think she, I think Allison had this lined up in in the queue in her Spotify queue. So I think that she um she this wasn't yeah this was not her first time uh going through this scene with the moon tea and the gold and shooting these people away. I, I think Aegon definitely has uh some issues with uh with some rapes. So yeah, I don't think this was the first time she had to do this. Yeah, I, I saw you shaking your head. You agree? Yeah, it's definitely. Definitely, like a, it felt like an SOP. And um, actually, speaking to <laughs> speaking to this scene, like this particular scene was throw prompted... a business acronym. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this particular scene actually prompted me to, after the episode, Google if there were any women who either wrote or directed this. And true enough, there's one woman, I think one woman writer and two female directors for this yeah, particular I'm episode. Because yeah. like. That scene, if what you come to expect from shows like this, from Game of Thrones or, you know, a lot of these medieval shows, what I would expect for that kind of plot point, a scene would be a gratuitous sex scene to show the rape occurred. Um, And I mean, to be fair to Game of Thrones, especially with like the first few episodes, that's that the first few seasons of it, that's what we get. But here they chose to actually focus on the aftermath of it and uh, Allison and really like politicking that situation, which number one, I think will play in later on the the season of this, like her, the way she goes about this and this knowledge of Aegon being an, a rapist and everything. But I feel that was like great to see because that's the important part of this plot point that right. she knows and she covers it up and she and how she reacts to it. Not the rape itself, but like how Allison handles it. Right. And I wanted to ask you guys the. Um, oh, wait, was this maybe later? I, it's connected. It doesn't matter. But um, Allison or, or like another serving girl comes into the room. Maybe it was when she was with Aegon. I don't remember, but another serving girl comes in the room and says like, so-and-so was supposed to change the kids. Do you remember, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Helena. Yeah. The, the wife. The girl that the got, girl. the girl that got raped was supposed to come in. Like, to and change like, the kids. Yeah. 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 Oh, was that Helena that came in? And yeah. Said, yeah. The wife, the sister That's wife right. comes right. in and was like, yeah. 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 I was like, why the hell is she hugging her? What is, well, I don't get it. But that and that's why she funny. hugs her. Cause it's like, you know, I think she's very perfect. Like of all her children, she's the only one that like, Allison really likes the daughter. <laughs> and she's such a weirdo. No, but I was going to say, even that, but even then, like the first time you see her with the bugs, Allison's kind of like, all right, fucking weirdo. <laughs> but, <laughs> when but, she's okay. like, <laughs> so speaking, speaking to um, Helena, though, have you guys, because everyone's talking about how they're definitely setting her up as a dragon dreamer. Have you guys been like trying to pay attention to what she's mumbling in the side? Yeah. She said something about an eye before. Yeah. Yeah. And in this episode, I wrote it down. Uh, Beware the beast beast beneath the boards. boards, Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Um, Yeah. No, I've been trying to pay attention, but I'm definitely not smart enough to like interpret what she's (laughs) saying. So I just wait for someone to tell me on Reddit. Uh, I I have a theory, but we'll get to it when we get to that scene. Um, So after that, 
uh, Allison, and I, I didn't think of it until now and sort of fits in with what I was talking about before. So then I'm assuming this is within the next few minutes that she goes, you don't know how long it is, but she goes and greets um, Rhaenyra and Damon and is of course, you know, kind of a bitch. And, uh, and they kind of go at her as well, talking about, um, you know, how she redecorated um, and it's like, kind of awkward and she does the whole like um you know they're like oh well who, who's gonna hear this case and she's like oh me and my dad don't worry the father will be justin you know like oh, this whole bullshit so but i didn't think of sort of what i was saying before is like she comes in after this episode that uh, this instance that had just happened she's probably like i'm gonna take my frustrations out on these two fucks that I don't like already. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. mean, even to what you said, where she was like, the father will take care of it. She basically was like, yeah, I fucking hate you guys, but the father will be good too. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Sounds like some religious bullshit to me. <laughs> um, so after that, uh, Jason Luke go to the practice field. And they see Amond fighting with Kristen, who again still has not aged even even like a day. <laughs> and um, I can't believe it. Right? <laughs> Crazy. Um, I guess holding grudges doesn't, you know, yeah, stress you out too much. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. He's fueled on hate and revenge. Um, and the thing with Amond <clears throat> is he looks cool as hell. Like even though he's cr- a crazy person, clearly. I like him. Like he, he's just a cool character, but he looks older than a, uh, a- yes. and if, and if I fucking hate it, like it's annoying. I, I, I didn't like it at first too, but I also think they're trying to prove a point with that. Like, I think that's on purpose a hundred percent that like, so you he's think the, like he trains and he's not a fucking drunk and a womanizer and like something along those lines, maybe. I think it's to, to more, you know, to show that he's a strong, focused person, and like, not necessarily that, like, because Aiken drinks and womanizes, he's he looks smaller. It's just that it's to just show that he's like the weaker one. Like, Fair. even though he's older, he he you know he's the weaker one, and it's just more by showing it and like driving that point home, like making him look like a kid. Cause he's even, you know, the, the shaggy hair, like the gaunt face kind of like, he definitely looks um, like Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> yeah. He looks, yeah. looks like Doogie. <laughs> wow. I didn't even think of that. All right. I can see that. Um, because you got to think with how, how well they've cast, casted everybody like that wouldn't have gotten by them. So yeah. it, it's, it's gotta be on purpose. Yeah. You're probably right. Um, and he's from, so Amon, the, the actor is from another show that I watched and liked, um, the last kingdom on Netflix. Ooh. If you've never seen it, it's pretty good. Um, it's about, uh, the shit now I forget, but it's England medieval times. And it's like the invasion of the, those Germanic tribes and the, the whatever it's good. It's similar. It's game of Thrones esque. Um, but I would recommend it. And he's one of the characters in that. So I was like, Oh shit, look who it is. <laughs> my dude. Um, what? My dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I love the comment he makes when he's just like, Oh, nephews, you want to practice? 
do you think in a way like he really has fully accepted like the eye for the dragon trade and he like like obviously he has ill ill feelings for them but i think like he doesn't even give a fuck about the eye anymore at this point i don't think so i mean also what i want to know is how the fuck is he dodging uh kristen's attacks with that depth perception Mm. fuck out of here he's been training okay Um, so then I'm getting hot. Uh, Robbie, what do you think about when, when you saw Amon, what do you think? Cause I know you like the, the snakes, the evil characters, the bad boys, the bad boys. <laughs> what did you think of him? First off, I was like, awesome. The eye patch 100% plays. His outfit was awesome. His outfit was awesome. And then the fucking chisel, the chisel jawline. I was like, this is, this is the, a fantastic casting choice My God. i was like creepy as fuck right creepy face the eye patch was there and i was like <clears throat> perfectly cast i'm like this is just a um a true villain character um just a a, a grimy little scummy little little guy and i, I was like i was like I can, i'm gonna get on board with this guy for the next hopefully <laughs> hopefully four seasons right. and in that other show he played like kind of like a, at first like a timid like young kid and to see him like this now i'm like oh man he fucking grew up look at him good for you um so then Damon shows up uh with his heraldry and all that fun stuff and goes and talks to um allison and otto and strikes a deal basically i mean i don't know if, what all right, let me ask you guys this um do you think that Damon was like Think, thinks he is like a deal maker here because mm-hmm. like this is what they want anyway so stupid like of course they want this to happen so and they get uh you know control of uh control but they get have his ships on their side but like the main thing that they want is for the legitimacy of those children to be called into question yeah he's um like you said he, he thinks he's like big slick coming in there but it's like it's almost like Rhaenyra in a way where she thinks she's making all these shrewd deals when it's you know kind of yeah they're no-brainers it's like obviously that's what you want um I definitely want to talk a little bit about what Rhaenyra has been doing when we get to the scene with her and Rhaenys but yeah he's definitely not you know breaking any new ground and like giving them anything that would keep him around if he ever became like that was like I feel like Littlefinger's thing where he's put himself in positions and made deals where he couldn't become expendable. Whereas like somebody like Veyman can. So he's definitely not doing anything super groundbreaking here. All right. Aya Robbie, anything you want to add? You don't need anything? Okay. I I agree. He's not you know, reinventing the wheel with what he's trying to, what he's trying to prove here or, or what he's trying to gain. He thinks he's Bill Belichick, but he's not Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick. <laughs> so yeah. He's more like he's Matt rule. Yeah. He's Matt rule. He's out in the streets. <laughs> um, so speaking of that scene, uh, Benny, uh, Rhaenyra meets Rhaenys in the Godswood, brings her granddaughter, smart move. Um, and talks about her what why don't you talk about that scene um because you brought it up 
Well, like I said, Rainey's is kind of a character I've been keeping my eye on in general because I think there's, you know, there's going to be a lot with her. Um, And I feel like they're slow rolling with her, but she kind of puts her foot down with Rhaenyra and is like, dude, you made your bet. Like, I'm not going to make deals with you just to, to get you out of it. And I think she really shows her that you're being greedy. And we're not here to bail you out. Like not in so many words, but like your father bails you out. Damon bails you out. They all bail you out and make deals with you, but it's not going to be me. I have to do what's right for me and my, my granddaughters at this point. So she, she definitely put her foot down with her. And I, I kind of like that because, you know, we, we were, t- I was talking last week about how, who exactly am I rooting for? And I don't know if it's Rainier. Like, yeah, I guess kind of by default, but she's, lived her whole life with yeah she she says that she's doing things out of duty but she's always putting herself first and what's going to make her happy first and it's kind of like it really hasn't blown up in her face yet and you know spoiler alert towards the end of this this episode still not going to she still gets what she wants but you know this was kind of the first moment where it kind of got thrown back in her face a little bit all right so jumping ahead and maybe i missed it but what do you think then Cause like you said, she's like, no, fuck you. What made her change her mind in that scene in the court, in the throne room, not the courtroom. I think the fact that it's not the high towers making the decision now it's, it's, it's Viserys. Viserys. Like, so if he's the, if he's showing up, she's basically aligning. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Aligning herself with, with the true power player. Like it wasn't about, necessarily saving Rainier in that moment it was more okay everybody's seeing that this is who the succession is going to be because it's Viserys saying it so okay you know what that is a good deal now it's a good deal for me to to marry my my granddaughters um if it was Allison and Otto making the decision then she would have stuck to her guns and I think they made it a point at the very very first scene they said it out loud Rain Rainus was like my cousin would never do that and they were like, but it's not your cousin on the throne. And the moment that Viserys is back on the throne, Rhaenys is like, all right, I'm back on, I'm back on this this wheelhouse. Yeah. Good point. That's true. Um, so, bah, bah, bah. Oh, so then next scene is Rhaenyra going to Viserys in the middle of the night to again plead for his help. Um, and I think, you know, at first... Um, he, you know, is drugged up or, you know, half asleep or whatever the case is, but seemingly, and we'll see later, the message does get through to him. Um, And I I wrote it down in here and now I'm kind of struggling to remember exactly the context, but he says something about her being my only child. Do you remember this? Was this during this scene? Yeah. I think he mumbled. Yes. He like mumbled this like he was half asleep, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of the Sarah's mumble talk this episode. Um, and so for him to say that, does that mean that he just doesn't give any fucks about Aegon, Aemon and um, Helena like at all? Well, his, the whole reason he had more kids was to get heirs, but he made the decision now to, you know, to, to commit to Rhaenyra. And so like between, you know, knowing that and the fact that we've never seen, listen, I mean, they can't show every single interaction between all the people all the time, but right. you really never see any interaction between 
Viserys and the other oh, kids. That's true. And like the one time you do see it is him screaming at them to to get the truth at the, at the you know at the showdown last episode. So I don't think between him and Allison, like these kids, man, like they don't have any type of role model or any type of, of father or mother figure. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, the next, so the next scene, and I want Rob because he is our resident uh, medieval times medicine man <laughs> what what did you think about this scene with the maesters you know working on those sores <laughs> again uh being somebody who is a big history buff on medieval medicine and the tactics <laughs> um since an early age um i thought it was i thought it was great I, obviously again greatly shot the cutting back and forth of them you know putting I don't know, grinding up whatever medicine they had and picking up the knife, checking his wound, putting sh- shoot like a shot right back, back to the knife. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was great. Um, seeing him, all the boils and whatnot on his, uh, on his back and just how bad of a shape he was in um, was great. And um, uh, Viserys in that scene, the, the actor in that scene, I mean, just, he doesn't have any, a lot to say, but like his grunts and moans and everything were just like perfect. I mean, I know it's that it was just fantastically acted. Um, you finally got to see his uh, half a nub, <laughs> and Otto's just looking at him like, "Man, this man, this guy is in bad shape. We need to get this guy. We need to milk the poppy this guy to death before he just turns into dust." So, as well, the ex, I, mean, I think they they wanted to milk the poppy them but not to death. They want to yeah. keep him alive as long as possible in this state. So they can just rule. Cause as soon as he dies, it's either going to be Rhaenyra or Aegon. I mean, if it's Aegon, then Otto is probably still going to be hand and whatever, but. Well, I think that's a great point too, because, and I also think, you know, you see it a couple of times in this episode where they've had him on milk of the poppy for so long, probably like, they kind of forget that he's like a smart guy. Yeah. Like, and he's not necessarily, he's losing it physically, but you know, I made a, a reference last week. Like, is he kind of losing his mind a little bit, but I don't think so because, you know, right in the beginning where uh, he's like, I want to have, you know, I want to have dinner with everybody. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, it's morning. He's like, yeah, dude, I know what fucking time it is. He's like, I'm talking <laughs> about later. <laughs> so, so like, I think him and Allison, are kind of like underestimating, you know, how much gas he has left in the tank mentally at this point. I think you're right. And so great, great transition. So he says to Otto, yeah, like I want to have dinner. It's, oh, it's morning. Yeah. No, <laughs> breakfast for dinner. We're having pancakes. With <laughs> Real um, quick. My, yeah. my, my favorite medieval doctor is uh, John J. Scallions from the Byzantine <laughs> empire. He was uh, great. He was fantastic. He what did he? Uh, I think he first was able to cure syphilis in um, in one of his patients back in the medieval times, right before the Byzantine Empire fell. So yeah. it was uh, it was very groundbreaking groundbreaking work by John J. Scallions. But let's not forget Monsieur Lafayette, who tried to carry on some of his traditions, <laughs> but ended up meeting a, a tragic death from dropping a French fry in water. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Monsieur Lafayette, when he dropped that French fry in water, they be what did they they beheaded him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tough, Threw him up on top scene. of Mount Royal. Oh my God, I remember that. Tough scene. What the fuck are you guys talking about? 
<laughs> this is Montreal shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the, my question, so before we move on to this, is like, he's like, all right, he doesn't want milk of the poppy. And then this is hours later. In theory, you know, I know it's a show, but if he's been gassed up with milk of the poppy for who knows how long, months, years, whatever, he probably would have withdrawals like a motherfucker. Like there's no way he would have been able, and maybe that's why he died. I mean, at the, you know, whatever, but I can't believe he was still able to do everything he did in this episode without being drugged up. No, I think, I mean, just in general, a lot of people mentioned that just the fact that he feel like felt like he had unfinished business was probably keeping him alive because when, once he finally got to the point where he felt like he said everything right is when he finally, you know, goes. Where did John J. Scallions come from? <laughs> we uh, we passed we passed a place called Scallions. It was like a bar, a restaurant named Scallions in Saratoga, and uh, it like I said on uh, Benny's podcast. Uh, fun fact: uh, no scallions to be seen on the menu. But then we just kind of kept it going the whole weekend, and then I just just kind of said. John J. Scallions, and he he was a signatory on the Declaration of Independence. But <laughs> hopefully, somebody bought that because there is a John J. that wrote, but not a John J. Scallions. Yeah, John J. J. A. Y. Yeah, yeah. Um, so next scene is the court scene or throne room scene, um, and Vaymond uh, speaks his petition. So initially, it's uh, Otto. Uh, doing his whole, I'm the hand and I speak with the voice of the king and blah, blah, blah. So Vaman does his thing. Rhaenyra, rudely, I would say, interrupts him. Not, not that she shouldn't have spoke, but I mean, it's not appropriate. Um, but she interrupts him. They kind of, you know, say shut up. And as she goes to speak, her side or her petition, the doors open and... Viserys just so what, what was that like eight minutes for him to get from the door to the throne? Yeah, it was like the Undertaker coming out for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I was gonna say it was definitely like a WWE hit my music. I'm like running in right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Viserys's music would be if he had music? That that flute or uh, violin music they were playing at the end there. Yeah, in the in the dinner scene. <laughs> be funny if it was like some 80s pop song (laughs) (laughs) just uptown girl by billy joel (laughs) what do we we think about that that scene can i tell you something yeah yeah that was probably that scene have him opening doors and walking was probably in my top three favorite scenes of this this series so far uh i thought it was awesome the music playing him just that phantom of the opera mask would look so badass it did. Um, I loved it, uh, and him just struggling to to get up there, but wanting to doing on his on his own. I love. Uh, like I said before, the music of that was playing in the background was great. Uh, fun fact that you guys probably read up on it already, but that Damon picking up his crown was improvised. I saw that. That, was that wasn't supposed to happen. They just kept it in. Uh, to me, great, great to me, like yeah. the the whole opening of the door and coming in at the right moment had the same exact vibe as 
Battle of the Bastards with Jon Snow picking up his sword and then like all the people coming up behind him. It's that same like you think it's the end and then oop, little switch. Yeah. But, but like the continuous that moment plus Dame what Robbie pointed out, the Damon picking up the crown. I cried in that that scene. Wow. The picking up the crown. Because it's it was it was beautiful and it solidified um, I don't know, like yeah, maybe we talk about it. so I was talking to Benny after the episode. Not to be a Damon apologist, you know, or I know every girl out there is very thirsty for him, but wait, I was start- oh, yeah. hold on yeah. one second. Yeah. I think I texted these two characters. Allegedly, Matt Smith is dating Amelia Clark. Allegedly, yes. I saw <laughs> the paparazzi videos. Yeah, allegedly. But I don't get why everyone's. He, he, she, he, he likes he likes the the younger kids in his family. He likes the <laughs> nieces and the and the granddaughters. You know, his great 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 granddaughter. Yeah, but like I was I was asking Benny. I was like. Do you think at the end of the day, Damon, yeah, he's chaotic and he's a dick and he's like killed so many people. But at the end of the day, he's not evil. And the, his loyalty and fealty to his brother is so solid because at any moment he could have played a game and just tried to vie for the throne. But he really technically never did. He never usurped his brother. He always, you know, he tried to break, he tried to like, like a toddler push the boundaries every once in a while, but he never really, you know, fucked his brother over. And at the end, that scene in particular for me kind of like cemented that, that like at the end of the day, all he has is love for his brother. True. He was so, he was so loyal that he was like, Hey, I'm going to bang your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it in the family. I love you so much. I want to bang my niece. (laughs) But I think that too, that that was like a cool moment between the two of them where like Viserys didn't want any help until it was Damon. Yeah. Yeah. And Damon, like, you know, all the, the bullshit went away and he was like, just there to help him. No ulterior motive. Like, just there just to be there for his brother in that moment. So it was kind of like the, like the, the final, everything went to the side with them too. And it, and it was like finally good between them too. Like and, there's no ulterior motives. And I think that, cause like, I mean, they do a lot of cheesy and very in your face moments um, within the show, but I think that whole moment of, pick him picking up the crown and replacing it on Viserys's head is pretty much signaling that I am no longer chasing the crown. You're the king. I see you as the king. I'm, you know, like I'm resigned to my fate wherein I'm maybe king concert, but like, this is me admitting that you're the king and I'm no longer vying for the throne. I, to me, that was like my impression of that. Yeah, because the last time we saw him, you know, with the with the driftwood crown or whatever, yeah. like he did it, but it was like there was also like some bullshit that he pulled later on in that episode and like was, you know, kind of still being like a dick. So mm-hmm. that was the first time he really did it and there was like no strings attached to anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so then Viserys does his thing. He says, This has already been settled. I love that line. It's like, why are we discussing something already settled? And, uh, you know, says, no, 
the, this will go to Luke. Um, they are trueborn Targaryens and uh, or Valerians. So shut the fuck up. This matter is over. And um, Daemon, like we said before, he's right. He, but he doesn't go about it the correct way in a room where he should not be uh, insulting the king's family, uh, the, the heir's family, you know, this and that. He definitely, if, if Damon doesn't chop his fucking head off, which was <laughs> awesome, obviously. Did you guys, so, I mean, I kind of expected Damon to do something, but mm-hmm. chopping his head. <laughs> yeah. That way. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought he was going to get like, like, you know, you're going to see the sword come through his back or something. Um, but I think, too, like he at that point, like once Viserys says his, what he says, he's like, I'm falling on the sword. Like, you know, this is fucked up. I'm going to get what I need to get out there. And I know, you know, I'm either going to be in the cell for the rest of my life or I'm dead. But, you know, I, I've I've pled my case and it's the right thing. So I might as well just go out guns blazing. Yeah. Uh, did you guys that find anyway. that? Yeah. Did you guys find that funny a little bit? That moment where like he pauses and then turns around and shouts at them. Like, <laughs> like it, it didn't feel like it was right. And it felt like an an in the the office episode or something. It, it was yeah. Yeah, he pauses and he's and Damon's just like say it. Yeah, but I feel like to that point, and I know a lot of people keep looking at Rhaenyra and thinking, to be fair, she's kind of more or less playing on the defense. So that's why she looks a little bit weak. But I think a lot of Rhaenyra's actions are very calculated too. When you mentioned earlier that like she rudely interrupted, that was very calculated, I think. Because at the end of the day, I think they're trying to goad him into saying that. And you so you notice like there's the moments where him and Damon are like eyeing each other because they know he's almost there. And the moment that they say it, the moment that 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 dude says it out loud, then they have like very much authority for Damon to like pull the most Will Smith slap ever <laughs> and like, you know, to this guy. So like he she knows what she's doing. She knows like to push. She has to push this button to be able to justify killing this guy because they need to kill this guy to get him out of the way. You know? Yeah, true. Um. And I loved how Amon, you could tell, was just so fucking horny for. But also, too, I mean, we know it's done on purpose because it's a TV show. Yeah. Uh, just the him actually getting cut right above the tongue. And yeah. like you see him go down yeah. with the tongue still on the of the body yeah. and he can keep his tongue. It's like, and it was it's great how Viserys was just like. um so then the next scene and i i I want our cinematography expert to talk about this because i loved it the with the silent sisters and Mm. with um baymond like on the table with his head like (laughs) close to each other yeah yeah that whole scene was awesome robbie what did you think of that I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, like as the chief cinematographer for this podcast, <laughs> I thought it was beautifully shot. Uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. Like you said, like just like half of his head, just like not fully lined up with his body, but like just a couple, maybe like six inches between it. 
but yeah, I, uh, I loved it. I, I, you know, what more can I say? A, a nice chopped head completely <laughs> off somebody's body and, um, and the sister's going at it. I love any time they do anything like ceremony-esque with like religion and stuff like that. So like this, you know, the silent sisters prepare the bodies and blah, blah, blah. And even, you know, Rainey's comes in and um, the, wasn't that the grand grandmaster says to her, just yes. basically like, you, know, you shouldn't look at him. And she's just like, fuck off. Like, I'm yeah. what I want. You're 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 an anthropologist. I feel like you keep talking about this in the pod when you're get you get all giddy and excited about like procedurals and like the 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 ceremonies and stuff. Like you're you're an anthropologist at heart. Like you kind of want to know more about the world and their functions. Yeah, an amateur anthropologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Westeros. Yes. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> about our real world. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, uh, real quick too like yeah. that's just that was kind of a badass scene from rainier uh rainy sorry oh yeah uh, like she's like there's so much i want to know about like where she's you know what is in store for her character can i just say too i've said this to many a lot of times um the actresses for rainera and rainies there's something to them that is so regal and so badass to watch and is so like I feel it on point and Targaryen you can see they're Targaryen women I, and I love that like they're very I don't know like there's you can't put your finger on it but they look so royal and regal I love them I agree Robbie what why do you like Allison better than them because they're clearly <laughs> like the more royal or regal women. well did you see Olivia Cook's Fenty ads in, in uh, underwear no. yeah that's the one that i sent you i sent you that video of the of olivia cook the the tiktok video of like fuck allison and then it switches to never mind i love her like when she's wearing the underwear and stuff i'll send yeah, it i saw that but yeah. I, that's fenty I, I gotta go do some research in my room right <laughs> <laughs> uh why do i love her maybe because i love brunettes more than blondes i don't know um yeah. I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I sympathize with her because I feel like the Targaryens and Rhaenyra had kind of everything handed to her. I feel like Allison as well. I mean, I made some great points um, in her email and and in the, at the beginning of the episode. But I don't know. I tend to root for um, characters that kind of, you know, like an underdog she's not really underdog but to me it's like she in this context she is. yeah in this context she's like she's she's trying to play her game and 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 come up you know come up as she sees fit and she sees that rainier already has basically the iron throne kind of handed to her or even her her kids it's handed to so that's why i kind of sympathize with her um that's why you know i like the movie rudy Things like that. <laughs> you know, why you love so, Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruities. I love Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruities. That's why I love, you know, uh John Snow and all these and and, the, and those guys. And so uh and people like uh Tyrion, those kind of characters, the uh the underdogs and the um Broken left behinders. Place. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah. And she's a smoke show. Better looking than <laughs> me here. And that's that that's it. Good. Um 
So it's dinner time, uh, breakfast or dinner, and uh, Viserys uh, does his speech, which is a great speech. Uh, I mean, I think it really boils down to just like, come on, guys, be cool. And he takes the fan of the opera mask off, lets it thud on the ground, on the table. It was a great speech. I feel like that was like his his Emmy speech yeah. to a certain extent. Um, and I mean, what's great about that, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but what's great about this speech and the next couple minutes worth of scenes is it's almost like Viserys goes and dies, but in his mind, things are good. Because everyone starts toasting each other. Yeah. You know, there's still a little animosity, but like overall, you know, uh, uh, Rhaenyra does her speech and uh, pretty much everybody does one uh, up until Amon d- does one because of the pig and everything like that. But well, you even see him for like a brief moment when Jace and Helena are dancing, like you see him smile like yeah. briefly. Mm-hmm. Like, so he's like, you know, he's like you said, feeling really good about, you know, where this is headed. Yeah, agree. Um, I at a certain point though, like I mean, the to- the toast, I was kind of like, all right, like I like it was like sort of cheesy, but like I get it why they were doing that. Do you think that in any way any of these toasts at the time were true, were were honest, or do you think that they all kind of just like got the hint, like? let's do this for, for dad or for, for grandpa. And then once he leaves the room, like, fuck it. I, I honestly think that what Rainier said changed the way Allison felt, because I think she finally got like validation for what she's been doing for the past 20 years, like being a loyal, you know, wife, being a queen, raising these kids, giving him heirs. Like she, she's being seen now for all like the, in her mind, suffering that she went through. So I think that uh, honestly changed her mind in a little bit. And that that's what she's been waiting for. Yeah, could be. I mean, the scene after, I mean, we're going to talk about some of the other scenes, but the scene after, I don't know if, when Allison's like, oh, you just got here, uh, is like... How sincere that was. Right. Like, was yeah. that actually sincere or was it, like, just... Well, why would she, like, you know, why why bullshit like that? You know what I mean? Like, she, you know, she could just be like, I'm going back to Dragonstone. She's like, all right. Peace you know, up. what is, it, yeah, what does it really, what does it really change? I don't know. I, I know what you're saying, but, like, I, I don't know. I but like I, I've mentioned a few times, like sometimes I don't see a lot of things beneath the surface for like what, you know, what they truly are. I right. think, I think it was in the moment sincere. I want to give credit to Allison for that. The speech in that moment was sincere and you can see it in her face. And that, that little moment that she had with, with Rainier was sincere, but I think, and that will, it, it's going to prove that this is going to get proven in the last scene. You can't walk back years and years of resentment and hatred and and spite you can't walk that back you can you can have for a moment yeah a little bit okay we're good but the moment something triggers that again or the moment like it's not you know out of sight out of mind again it doesn't erase or walk back all those years of ill feelings you know right no you're right 
R- Robbie as our resident sincerity expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I, I think you're reading my mind because um, what, before I before I like get serious, one, that's how I want to get carried in and out <laughs> at that at my Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> with my family. So. That's what I want. That's number one. But noted, noted. We got to make that chair. We got to make that chair for you now. Yeah. Make it happen, please. Get the thing. And I'll just, I'll gouge my eye out and rip my cheek off. But uh, I, I didn't expect myself to get kind of so emotional with this scene and particularly the scene when the music's playing. And Viserys is just looking around at the table and look, everybody's ha- having their own little conversations and everybody's laughing. And he finally is getting that where we, all the family's together and kind of like looking back almost on his life and being like, hey, I felt like I think I did it. I think I finally did it where everybody's getting along and now they finally understand it. Like you kind of, you're looking at the scene like, holy shit, and I'm looking, I'm looking back on my life and all the regrets that I make. But you're kind of like, I was like, wow. I was like, that was fucking emotional and it, nobody was really even talking. It was just music playing and you were getting like looking at like Viserys point of view and, and just around a table and everybody's having a good time. And then that's, that's over. And then they wheel them out and then people are just throwing fists five minutes later. <laughs> well, yeah. before, before we get into that part of it, cause I feel like that's going to take us to the end of the episode. Like, I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but it, I think it was really kind of cool that the side, like where he's all rotted out, is the side that like the high towers and Allison were sitting oh, yeah. at and yeah. like the, the, you know, his quote unquote good side, whatever fucking good is left <laughs> of him at this point is, you know, the side with, with, with Damon and Rhaenyra. Um, and even further than that, like the left, you know, that side is all golden and it looks nice, but underneath it is, you know, is, is rotten and corrupt. So I think, I thought that was kind of like a metaphor of, you know, of, of what the high towers are. I love I didn't want to interrupt you because you were making such a good point, but I loved how proud Aya was of that. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch it. She was like, <laughs> you're so good, Danny. <laughs> um, so, and before, so then before Viserys gets carried out, I think even though it on the surface, it kind of looked like everyone was super happy there was still animosity between the boys. Um, So like, you know, Jace makes the toast after Aegon is like antagonizing Bela and, you know, Aemon is in the corner being Aemon. Um, And then Helena is just a crazy person. It's like, uh, he's a drunk and he treats me bad. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Real quick though. She says right before that, uh, beware the beast beneath the flo- uh, boards oh yeah yeah what are, what's your theory on that i th- i'm kind of back in on the the clubfoot warg and she's talking about the rats yeah oh okay <laughs> i'm kind of back in now and like especially because he, you haven't seen him these last two episodes really i love so it. like he, i feel like he's kind of out of sight out of mind for now did we but, see any like bugs or and she was playing with the bugs so she maybe she noticed I don't know noticed something or or something I don't know but I don't recall seeing any like bugs or rats or anything no. like that recently I no. actually have a theory but it's a spoilery theory so I don't want to talk about it then oh. it's like I mean to be fair to House of Dragon 
I feel like why it works kind of is because like, yes, to a certain degree, there's spoilers to it because we all know what everyone's fate is going to end up. But what's fun about the show is like, there's so many holes between those point A to point B and that's what they're filling in. Kind of like when the Strongs were burned to death, you didn't know that that was a Laris thing. And then them making it a Laris made it like, ooh, that's a twist or that's an exciting thing. So um, I don't know if you've heard of um, something like the Butcher and the Cheese or something or, or... that I, whole, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, yeah. maybe hold off on it. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, if you know the books, I think that's the beast under the boards. You might be right. Yeah. Um, so, after Viserys leaves, I don't think it was intentional. What do you guys think when the pig gets dropped in front of Aemon? I, I don't think it was intentional. I don't. I no. don't think it was an inten- intentional thing, but I think uh, our boys found it pretty hilarious. Yeah. So if you if you're forgetting why the pig matters when Amund wasn't getting uh, a dragon, they brought out the pink dread for him, mm-hmm. the pig with the the wings uh, all set up in the dragon pit. So they think it's funny. So then Amund gets up and and does a a nice toast. He's complimenting them, but he's, he uses the word strong multiple times. Multiple <laughs> love that. And then I love that. You know, Jason Luke are younger, smaller, not as not as strong. Um, one of them punches him, and it basically was like nothing. He just pushes him, <laughs> <laughs> and then Aegon slamming the other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so basically, it just then. My, what did you think of? So every you know, all the adults get up and are just like knock it off, but Damon stares down Aemon. What do you think that was about? Do you think that was, or well, no, I want to hear what you guys think first. Robbie, you go. Yeah, go, Robbie. I think he was just staring him down saying, you know, let's chill out, boy. Uh, I'm, I'm the most badass person. I just sliced somebody's skull completely off his body. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you just kind of still have to go through me if you want to be. The, the 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 big power play in this, in this yeah. yeah don't don't want it <laughs> <laughs> I what do you guys think I think it's exactly like what Robbie said it's a whole like don't forget don't forget who's number one badass here like it's me and you can see it too with with um Amen he was like yeah it's you like you, you know we know he's a fangirl with 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 Damon right. <laughs> I think too. I mean, you notice like everybody's still kind of there's a little like a fracas still happening, and they're like yelling and yelling. But as soon as Damon takes a step, like everybody shuts the fuck up mm-hmm. real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. And then you see those two face off, and I think um, might be a little foreshadowing because they yes. they held on that oh, for quite a while. Yes. <laughs> that look mm-hmm. between the two of them. So yeah. I think we got the foreshadowing last week with like the sides that people are on. And I think we got a little foreshadowing because they're clearly setting Eamon up to be like a badass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Damon's the badass on the black side. Yes. Now, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for a second, Eamon was like, should I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, so then uh, I mentioned it quickly before, but just real fast. Uh, <laughs> Rhaenyra, like, uh, you know, we're getting tired. 
I think it's time time we go back to Dragonstone and Allison's like, oh no. It's like when your company's like, all right, I think it's time to go. And you're just like, oh no. But in your head, you're like, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <Butt pants. laughs> um and then the next scene is is Viserys in, uh, in bed and Allison comes in and she 100% misinterprets what he's saying yep. because, and, and this is what I think, tell me if I'm wrong, is that uh, Viserys thinks he's talking to Rhaenyra. Yes. To continuing yep. their conversation. Okay, so continuing their conversation from the night before and because the Targaryens only have like four names that they can name people, he says Aegon, meaning Aegon the Conqueror, not Aegon his the son, the rape son. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, uh, she kind of then takes this, I think, or is we'll probably see is gonna take this the wrong way and think that he's talking about Aegon, and you know that's gonna just like how Otto one sentence drove her to act the way she did. This one sentence is going to drive her to act how she's going to act probably for the next couple episodes or, you know, whatever the timeline is. Um, and then um, as he dies, he says, my love. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's talking about Emma, not yeah. Allison. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you guys think of this scene? Robbie, what do you think? I, I loved it for mm, Viserys acting. Um, yep. even, even like Benny said on a text last night, like he was like, <clears throat> he just still fucked up as he was about to die. He just always <laughs> he tried, to, <laughs> tried to do the right thing, but his, his last breath, he still fucked up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm so simple. Like I turned the corner with Viserys, but again, like going back to Benny's text, it's like, dude, you just stay fucking up. Even on your last breath. <laughs> You just can't get it right, but um, I loved it, man. I, I, I again, like the, the the focusing on the hand and and like grasping, and then just you know, uh, saying my love, and then um, kind of just looking dying at the and ring. looking at the ring, and then that that single that single teardrop mm. coming down his eye. Um, I I thought it was seriously. I like this episode. I thought that was some of the best acting in in this show, man. Maybe in the Game of Thrones shows altogether. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, Benny, Aya, what did you guys think of this? The last scene. It's it's you know it's funny to think like how far Robbie's come on Viserys. <laughs> like, and I mean in all of us in a way because like in the beginning, like I feel like the first couple of episodes, like all right, when does he die? When does shit start getting crazy? When does he go? When does he go? And like now, like you're almost like fuck, man. Like he mm-hmm. was so good, and um, like we know he was gonna die. We didn't know Ned was gonna die. But they're like both the big first season death that kind of kicks everything off. Right. I think like the fucking viscerous one still like hits harder in a way yeah. because of like, you know, at the end, of, you know, Ned was, yes, he was always trying to do the right thing. But so was Viserys. And I don't know, man, he was he he, he I think definitely did a better job acting than, you know, uh, Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Yeah. I think, you know, like you said, he's probably, you know, it was probably one of the best acting performances in, mm-hmm. in either show. So, you know, he, the, the ride that he took you on with that character, mm-hmm. I, I think that George Martin, even not the potato bun man, RR, said that he tech, like, I think uh, Patty, I think, what's his name? Patty Constantine. Patty Constantine 
said that George R. R. Martin texted him and said, like, dude, like you, I like you made me, yeah, like you made me want to rewrite the whole character because he's not very different in the books, but he's quite different in the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what you're thinking, Ryan, because I was thinking the same thing. Like, dude, no, fuck you, man. Just write the book you're supposed <laughs> to be working on. Like, stop. <laughs> Six and seven. Fuck yeah, get it to me. No, but this this guy, like in a in a in a show full of groundbreaking and outstanding performances, he needs an Emmy for this. Like he was amazing. He made Robbie fall in love with him, which was like a tall order, a high task. Um, but in that scene in particular, I feel like it's it's it as to what you said that like, oh. Allison misinterpreted the whole situation for sure. And that's going to catapult like this whole situation that's going to lead after, which I mean, it's what um, ninth episode, yeah. right? So, yeah. and we all know penultimate <clears throat> episodes in game of Thrones are like when shit goes down, like, uh, right. Yeah, it's yeah. the red wedding yeah. battle, of, battle of bastards, like Sean Bean, da- Sean yes, Bond dies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to me, it's not that Allison is dumb and misinterprets that thing. Like she, at the end of the day, that scene confirmed all her biases. Yeah, that's what happened. She's also she, yeah. she wants to hear what she wants, she wants to hear. To, that's exactly it. She wants to hear what she wants to hear because, like, she could have easily tried to like dig deeper into that and ask more questions and really look into it. But no, she was like, ah, got yeah. it, and then mm-hmm. leaves. Right? Yeah, it's true. I'm in, man. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think of the scene, Ryan? I I mean, echoing everything you guys said, like great acting performance. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I have much more to say. It was just, it was a great scene. Um, a great ending to the episode. Great ending to the character. Um, yeah. I don't, and what I really want to know is, Robbie, do you love Allison? Or Viserys more after this episode. Ooh, <laughs> this is going to be a shocker, but I love Viserys more after this episode. I know it. Mm-hmm. I I love him. I, the fucking what a character st- arc you've been on this. Side. <laughs> 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 I've been on the fucking screen machine with that guy, man. Yeah. And speaking of that, maybe he'll come up in America's fastest growing game should we play or do we have anything else that we want to say about this episode i think we're ready right america right. anybody wants to bring up okay fastest favorite growing game the iron throne da, 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 da. <laughs> we need a, we need a song yeah. <laughs> um so who goes first this week that would be me Oh fuck! We no, I'm kidding. I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I went first Robbie. last week. Yeah, Robbie last week. So I, I think, think it's, it's you. I think it's, it's Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Oh my god. So then it goes me, Benny, Robbie, Aya, because the guest yeah. always bats cleanup. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, um, I'm so unprepared for this. I didn't even write a speech. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> my Iron Throne for this week is. King Viserys, obviously. Come on. Yeah. I had a few other possibilities, and it also was going to depend because I didn't remember what what um, order it was going in. Um, but, I mean, come on. We already said it enough. I don't need to add to it. 
just the acting performance um, was fantastic this episode. And just like we said, the character arc, um, I don't need to add any more. So please take it away. I'm going to do my move where I reach and I leave, you know, I leave some good picks on the boards to, for everybody else. So they don't have to scramble last second, but my iron throne of the week goes to Emma Darcy and breaking the internet Mm -hmm. with her Negroni. Spagliato, <laughs> Prosecco, the, t- <laughs> the TikTok that has taken, I'll send it to you after this. Okay. The TikTok that is, is taking the, the world by storm. Um, there was a, there's like an interview between Allison's actress and, and Rainier's actress, and they're asking each other's questions and the, the topic of who's, what your, what your favorite drink is. <laughs> and and the way she answers it is like just the sexiest thing ever yeah she's like lighting the world on fire right now wow. um shout out to all the bartenders that have had to make negroni spagliatos this weekend um i'm sure everybody in the world ran out of campari yeah uh and prosecco so that that is my pop culture iron throne <laughs> wow. of the week. i didn't know that i thought so if we're going pop culture there's also we already mentioned uh Matt Smith and Amelia Clark. And I think there was something else. The Amelia Clark thing you were talking about before. Maybe we need to add a little pop culture segment on top right, every now. week. <laughs> yeah. Like what's happening in the real world with these actors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick. And then, you know, uh, Robbie, of go, but real world shit. George R. R. Martin did say, and I said this before we started recording that this series needs four seasons of 10 episodes each. So he's very famous for uh, time management. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking guy. All right. Sorry, Robbie. You're all right. First off, shout out to Grony's a fantastic drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to see. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to kind of piggyback off what Benny did a few weeks ago with the two actresses that, that played the young actress that played Rhaenyra and Allison. And my iron throne is Patty Constantine Constantine for turning me into a Viserys stan by week eight after (laughs) episode one. I was like, this guy fucking sucks. (laughs) I'm like, I can't stand this guy. What happened? You picking the same pick I picked. I'm picking the I'm picking the actual the human being. (laughs) Giving him credit. Okay, forget it. I will oh, pick. No, it's fine. It's no, it's fine. I just wanted to shout him out. I hope he gets an Emmy because he he turned me into a stand. But my uh, Iron Throne is Sir Christian Cole for fucking whatever <laughs> medieval aging cream he's using on that face. Of his. <laughs> he's back. That baby's back. I don't know if it, I don't know if they had Keels back then, but <laughs> let me tell you something right now: to not age in about twenty five years is is especially during those times when you were dead by like 16 um yeah i gotta go with christian cole still handsome as ever um probably still a simp but um i'm going i'm going for his anti-aging cream look and uh his fantastic chiseled face love it good pick oh yeah um i thought someone would pick damon so i wouldn't pick damon I feel like I gotta, I gotta, I was, I was about to pick Rainey's cause like, I think I thought no one would pick Damon, but like, I gotta shout out Damon in this episode. 
because he was in a lot of beautiful moments. He was in that dragon egg moment, which was like really fun to watch. The best moment with Patty Considine with the crown falling off, the Will Smith chopping up the head, the staring down his fangirl, like every single moment in this in this uh, particular episode was done well by 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 Damon and Matt Smith. So I got I, you know I hate that I'm giving him so much light, but like it's him. Good pick. Yeah. Good choice. I thought I thought I let Eamon slip to to. You know the later rounds in the draft. I kind of feel a little bad that I pick him now, but I regret. Right. That. I'm sure I thought that you know too. What? He'll. I guarantee you. Like I said about Allison in the first episode, Eamon will have plenty of moments. I think where oh. he is sitting the Iron Throne. I was going to pick him too, and then I got sidetracked when Ryan yelled at me for picking Patty Constantine. Good <laughs> 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 though. No, no, you, that was your. You, that was your pick. Um, not all great picks. Uh, and I'll, yeah, for next week, I'll have to come up with music or something because because it, it is America's fastest growing game. So we have to have a theme song. Yep. <laughs> um, is there anything else anyone wants to add about this fantastic episode? I, I think, well, I'll just say, I think no more time jumps now. I think we've done yeah. all the time jumps. So I think we're... For now, I think you're right. Yeah, for at yeah. least a couple episodes. So We're entering, I think we're pretty much entering the dance, right? At this point. Seemingly, yeah. But who knows? Those crazy people yeah. might jump or go back or something. Who knows? I don't know. Um, all right. Well, thank you for listening this long. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please send us an email, goinggraypod at gmail.com, and send us your theories, questions, insults, compliments, whatever. Um, definitely check out Benny's podcast unofficial intelligence and check out our podcast going great which you're listening to already uh on mondays we drop new episodes and i'd also like to definitely thank and shout out queen aya for joining us thank you very much it was thank you for the auto high tower clap <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me guys this was so much fun you're the best we love you yeah it's true anytime uh maybe we for like the Man, for episode 10 for the season finale, do we just have every guest we've ever had on and have like eight people on the call? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The Brady Bunch screen. Wow. Um, so thank you, Robbie. Tell them good night. Good night, Viserys. I hope they have Lincoln Logs and Legos in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> good night, Eamon's eye. Good night, Negroni Pacconi. Negroni. With Prosecco in it. True. <laughs> Benny, Benny but you, you have this. You have the... Oh, I did. I said. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What is your bro? Keep it in. Keep, Keep it, it in. Keep it all in. <laughs>